0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Is more help on the way for the Auburn Tigers?
0: Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily
1: podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me, Daryl Daprich, Montgomery radio vet, hanging out with us. And then we'll be joined by Matt Sheehan, host of Locked On Spartans, for a very in-depth conversation about new Auburn quarterback, Peyton Thorne. But first, Daryl. Auburn has added a bunch of guys over the last week or so. It's been very, very fun, but you kind of get the feeling they're not done quite yet, and there's still holes. There's still questions throughout this roster. The most glaring to me still, despite adding Caleb Burton, is wide receiver, Daryl. Yeah, I
2: I fully expect there to be some more names that, that come on to the Auburn roster from the transfer portal. Hugh Freeze said as much yesterday at the Children's uh, Golf Tournament in Birmingham where he said, yes, we're still looking to add to the roster. Mm-hmm. There are obvious glaring needs, position of you know weakness in, in certain positions that I think Auburn will pursue. And so because of that, what happens is your quarterback comes and then the dominoes start to fall. I know we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. It starts to snowball. Even on the defensive side of the ball, people don't understand that and think, oh, Why would somebody that's an edge or a middle linebacker be affected by the quarterback position? Well, it's all about competitiveness and a roster that's better to compete for championships. So it'll even draw, in my opinion, people
1: from the defensive side of the ball. So let's start with the receiver here. I guess the big two that we're hearing is Jair Shorter, the the receiver from North Texas. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the former Colorado receiver, Montana Lamonius Craig. Those are the two biggest names, literally, as far as guys that that are tied to Auburn that play wide receiver.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Craig took a visit to Arizona uh, after he did Auburn, and I kind of reached out privately to some people that were in the media there and cover Arizona, and uh, they don't have a really good feeling about it. They feel like that ship has sailed. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just stating, you know, what – what I've heard kind of doing a little research. I love reaching out to people, see what they know. Sure. And they just feel like he's a, a kid that wants to play in the sec. Now he might be telling people things that they want to hear, but I just think that Auburn will have, uh, you know, Arizona's got a good receiving room. Uh, they do. I mean, they got some good dudes coming back and from receiver and Auburn, there's a, a chance for playing time right away. There's a chance to get on the field. So I think that's, an advantage, and then obviously playing in the SEC and how many people they put in the league. I love the Jair Shorter kid that um, kind of emerged last week because of his size. He's a kid, Zach, that went onto the roster at North Texas as a freshman as a tight end. Converted tight end, 6'2", 218, but can flat out fly, takes the top off, had an injury last year, very efficient. The amount of catches that he has, his touchdown-to-catch ratio, unbelievable, and uh, he's a big play guy. Big play receiver. We don't need a possession receiver. Auburn doesn't need a guy to get nine catches over the middle. We got you know Auburn needs somebody to take the top off downfield, and I think Shorter's that candidate.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think position of need and then like the role within that position, Shorter kind of checks off those boxes. And I think I think Montana Lamoni's Craig actually does the same thing. I I think he could be effective in that intermediate passing game. So we'll see. We'll certainly see um, if if they choose Auburn. And if Auburn wants them, it certainly seems like Shorter is more likely to come than Craig, but I still think they both, I still think they end up um, both strongly considering Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. As far as the defense, Daryl, I mean, we've talked about how solid this defense can be. And we heard from several people like close to the program and then just, I, I guess, obvious speculation about a potential safety coming, maybe adding a safety during this transfer window. And Auburn hasn't really been tied to any names, but an interesting one popped into the portal. I guess this was either yesterday or the day before Daryl.
2: Yeah. You're talking about the kid from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that Auburn would probably take one safety if it was the right safety. Remember I was very high on Jalen key from UAB, but it looks like that ship is sailed. He's probably going somewhere else. Um, And then, you know, McDonald leaves, but Jalen Simpson's a guy that moves from corner to safety, so it's like you pick up a safety in that scenario because the way he played at the end of the year last year at safety. I still think from a depth standpoint, one more would be really beneficial, and if it's the right one, you take them, especially if it's a safety that's really, really an elite tackler that can come up box and make that tackle on the running back. I think Auburn's good in coverage, you know, his coverage safeties that can cover and get downfield, especially a converted corner like Simpson. You would hope he could turn his hips and get after it in the zone, middle of the field, but they need a, a guy that can tackle in space um, and at the line of scrimmage, and maybe that's this kid from Louisiana is that answer.
1: Yeah, can Pettis glue – is how I'm gonna. I mean, he's truly from Louisiana. E A U X going on at the end of the name. So
2: Almer's going for all name SEC names, man. I mean, that's some nothing of these names, new. That's nothing right. new. Right? I mean, you got Rivaldo Fairweather, Zaire Shorter's a cool name. You know, Montana Lamonius Montana Montana Lamonius Craig. I mean, you got right. just, uh, and I always get the L and the M confused, but now I remember MLC. So yeah, I mean. I, I would love to pick up one more safety from a depth standpoint. And if it's a guy that has a certain skill set that, like I talked about, can tackle in the box, let's get him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the North Texas linebacker, Nixon. I mean, everybody, right? yeah. What, yeah. Is his first everybody. name
2: Larry Nixon? Uh,
1: I think that's right. I want to confirm. Yeah. I, I
2: just, you know, all the, I, I just remember seeing his name a lot. Uh, look, North Texas has got some dudes. I mean, I, you know, they, watch some of the guys every time Auburn is linked to somebody, I'll just go back and try to watch, like I'll Google them on YouTube, try to watch their highlights. And both of these guys have some nice highlights. So that would be a good pickup for depth as well to play that. I guess the Mike linebacker
1: is where he would play. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's the position group where you saw just a ton of rotation at that spot. And so, does that mean they feel good about multiple people? Does that mean that they kind of want one person to really step up and that hasn't really happened yet outside of outside of Austin Keys, the old Miss transfer? I mean, that number two spot seems wide open, and I don't think they want to give it to Cam Riley. I don't think they're going to give it to DeMario Tolan. I think he's going to be more of a game plan piece. Seems like Wesley Steiner has it right now, which is yeah. kind of crazy but yeah, he's got is. the athleticism maybe some with some better coaching he can, he can figure all that out but yeah i mean i i think that's um i don't know, I, I i mean he could, he, he can could come in and play i think
2: and then probably another edge is still on the menu um i have heard the liberty kid that we talked about maybe 3 weeks ago steven sings i believe is his name good edge mm-hmm. rusher has 7 career sacks played for garrett at liberty so he's familiar with them um it's my opinion that Auburn was shooting their shot with McLeod and Uku and then if Ukwu moves on to Ole Miss or Missouri or whatever and they miss on him, then I think Stephen Sings is a nice fallback plan for that other edge and then you've got four yeah. that you can rotate for a depth standpoint. So I it, it, you know I this is just what I think. I think there's four more positions that are going to you know be added in the roster. I think you get two receivers, a linebacker and then an edge I'd like to add a safety but that's the one I'm least optimistic about
1: that's probably the one where you have the weakest sales pitch as far as like pitching path to playing time yeah right because I I mean we've kind of made the case with receivers and the edge spot and linebacker with with safety it's like I don't think you're going to start I I mean I don't think anybody in the portal at this point is better than you know the guys that you've got but it's like, hey, we want to play four safeties, and you could be our fourth best safety. Like, I, I don't know if that's that enticing of an offer unless somebody wants something else, you know, they just want to be in the SEC or right. they've got three years left of eligibility, and they're like, okay, cool, you know, I to be the guy after Jalen Simpson leaves, you know, or something like that. That's it's why just you have a better sh-
2: pitch, it is, but I think that's why you have a better shot, Zach. You make a great point with a group of five kid like mm-hmm. this kid from Louisiana because you can sell him on playing in the sec and that that it's a step up. And so maybe you need that acclimation period to come in and get some, some reps, not start, but get on the field for some reps. And uh, you know, a kid that's coming from a power five conference, that's a tough sell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're certainly right. You're certainly right. All right. So Auburn lands Peyton Thorne. Why did he leave Michigan state? Let's get to the bottom of that with Matt Sheehan of locked on Spartans in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn, but Daryl, We got to talk about our favorite tasty protein packed treat Mm. that is Built Bar. I love Built Bar. You love Built Bar. We all love Built Bar. Specifically, my favorite are the Puffs. You've had both as well, Daryl. I think you prefer the Puffs opposed to the normal bar. Is that true? Is that true? I do. Absolutely prefer the Puffs. They're delicious, they're scrumptious, and they're covered 100% in delicious decadent (laughs) chocolate. And uh, they're packed in protein. Most of the bars have about 17 grams of protein and uh, just 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, which is low. Uh, that counts for keto, right, Daryl? You're doing that right now? It so. does. I
2: mean, that, the protein helps with offset any kind of net car- – it's all about net carbs. And I'll tell you oh, something yeah. else you've mentioned. It is filling. You, you, you grab totally. that bad boy in the afternoon as a snack, and it, it, it definitely curbs your hunger.
1: That's right. That's right. Once I ate a built bar, I wasn't hungry for a week. Wow, that's pretty that that was a big puff. Big puff. (laughs) Big puff. Head over to built.com. Use promo code locked on15. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N 15 for 15% off your order. Or if you just can't wait, if you just can't wait, head over to Walmart or Sam's Club. If you're a member of the club, go there. And also several different grocery stores throughout your community. Thank you so much to Built Bar. Once again, head over to built.com.
2: That's kabotaorangedays.com
1: And joining us now for a little Locked On crossover action. Matt and the host of Locked On Spartans, interact with all you big 10 guys this week. How fun. I know. How fun. All right. So Peyton Thorne leaves Michigan State and then very quickly is tied to Auburn, and all things happen very, very quickly. Yep. I guess what was your general response? And, and I know just from listening to Lockdown Spartans, you saw this coming, but I guess like when the news started coming, what did you like? What was your initial reaction to all of this? Yeah, it was a
0: thing where it's in hindsight. We should have saw this coming maybe or not be so shocked because when it did happen at midnight before the transfer uh, portal window closed, yeah. it's like, oh my God did not see that coming. And then you actually sit down and think for a little bit. Um, And yeah, okay, this guy is in his third year as a starting quarterback. He is now thrust into the starting quarterback battle, which I'm sure, you know, on the surface, isn't the greatest thing in the world. And then, well, during that battle, seems like 80% of this fan base is loudly rooting against him as well. So option A, okay, great. Come to a school where they don't even know if I'm going to be the starting quarterback. They're not convinced. The fan base doesn't really seem to want me win this thing. Or, hey, option B... Auburn's telling me how pretty I am. Auburn wants me to come down there, play some SEC ball. We get a fresh start. What would you pick, you know? I mean, so that's that's kind of why it, when you really think about it, maybe shouldn't have been this big surprise, even though he was in the lead to start for Michigan State going into the offseason here. So that's the long and short of it here, uh, Zach. Yeah. Well,
1: I, I mean, it always turns into this transfer portal era, and I guess you saw with the pros a little bit, but I think college sports mm-hmm. are a little more emotional than than the pros, why we love it so much. But yeah, when someone leaves you via the portal, it, it quickly turns into ah. We didn't want him anyway. And it's like, well, yeah. he did start at state for two years. And one year I think was pretty soft. I think everybody's happy with what happened two seasons ago. I would last, say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. La- last year, I'm sure there's a lot of frustration all around it. I've watched several of the games from last season. I don't think it was all thorn. Was thorn perfect? No. But like, I, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on that, that, you know, Coach Tucker needs to fix up there. But yep. Uh, I mean, it- that certainly seems like that's what Auburn folks are hearing from Michigan State people. And I'm getting comments like, Oh, I'm so glad he's gone. It's like Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know how you can say losing this guy is like the best thing for your program. And I've heard you talk about some of the younger guys that there's a lot of excitement on. Like you get to go ahead and turn that page, but you're you're losing a guy with two years of experience. Like that's not a that's not always like that's not a good thing, Matt.
0: Right, and so here's the way I put it: is that if you lose your starting quarterback, an incumbent of two years that could really decimate another program here. But, I mean, aside from all the fans that are actually very happy that Peyton Thorne is leaving because, yeah, let's not yeah. kid ourselves. There is a good faction that are just saying, sayonara, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, sure, is it great? Not necessarily, but, like, I don't think it's as devastating as it is for every other program. Okay. And that's not just, you know, Mr. Lockdown Spartan saying that. Like, you can see it with the reaction of the coaching staff, too, because they're not even looking for quarterbacks in the spring mm-hmm. transfer portal window. They're looking at Noah Kim. They're looking at Kate and Hauser being like, well, we're comfortable with it being one of these two guys. So, I mean, from that point of view of how far the drop-off is, might not be as bad as it would be in a lot of other programs, luckily. But with that said, like, the the, the, the floor was already pretty low to begin with here. It was not the greatest season last year. And I think just a fresh start is good for everyone. That That's what I've been parading like the last few weeks here is that this is good for all parties involved it's good for peyton fresh start new program Mm -hmm. a a fan base that might be just like a smidge more patient with him than we would have this year and then well for msu's point of view like all right let's turn the page work on some future quarterbacks that have years of eligibility left and let's just let's just all move forward and try to be happy with our lives
1: i agree with you but it is kind of funny because like I love the Auburn fan base, as I am part of it, but mm, patient sure. is not a word I would use to describe yeah, it.
0: I had to use that pretty loosely there, but yeah, I, I <laughs> right.
1: It. I totally get it. I totally get it. All right, so we, we mentioned this a second ago. Two years ago, Peyton's first full year yeah. as a starter, I mean, I, I think every Michigan State fan w- was ecstatic with how things were going. 10 wins, se- or 11, 10 or 11 wins, remind me.
0: 11, yep. 11. 11. yeah, 11, yeah, there we yep. go. We
1: need to count all of those. And then obviously yeah. last year, that was not the case. What happened? I 11. Mean, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kenneth Walker leaving has been kind of tied to a big part of that, but surely it's more than just a running back going to the NFL, right?
0: Yeah, of course. It, like Peyton Thorne wasn't to blame for having 27 different starters on defense last year. Uh, Peyton Thorne is not to blame for having a kicker routinely miss kicks inside of 30 yards. I mean, Peyton Thorne can only do so much when it's a five and seven season it's number one position group, let alone one guy here. Uh, But yeah, like losing Kenneth Walker, turns out, Zach, when you lose a guy that probably should have won NFL rookie of the year, that actually hurts you a little bit. But yeah, there were so many other factors that went into last season, chalk them up as excuses or really as we like to call them over here, reasons for just it falling apart here. And I think just a lot of defensive injuries didn't help. And also, Peyton Thorne referenced this too uh, in spring ball. He referenced it once last year that kind of flew over everyone's head. Like he did get hurt very early on in the season, and that may have harmed his game a little bit. He was a little less active with his legs and scrambling
1: later is that in injury the season public, last year. Matt, I've been told what it is, but I don't know if it's public or not, so I don't want to say it. I've heard leg injury. That's all I got for you. Okay. I was not told, uh, I was told something different. So that, that's interesting. It could be see, more than okay. one thing. I don't know.
0: It, see that and and that's the thing too. That's the fun that we get with Mel Tucker here is that injury news up in East Lansing is more tightly held than anything that's like in the Pentagon, you know, like it it, it is top flight certified. Sure. That's yeah, just it, yeah. So it's 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 tough to know what really is and is not going on here. But it was a tale of two different years. And the one thing, you know what, I'm gonna am I'm, I'm gonna spin this uh, table here. How good's okay. the run game down at Auburn here for you guys? Like, is uh, is it, it a
1: solid it, run game for you guys? It's expected to be. It's expected okay. to be. Um, the backs are good. I think there's still questions along the offensive line. Uh, the offensive okay. line was bad a year ago. Hugh Freeze has gone on and now got four transfers on the offensive okay. line, so I mean it looks it. better. <laughs> but Jarquez Hunter is going to be a really special back. Damari Austin, Jeremiah Cobb's one of the best freshmen. He'll be one of the best freshman backs in college football based on recruiting sure. rankings. So yeah, I mean it should be good, and that's kind of what we're pointing at because mm-hmm. there's a stat that's going around going on around you know the Auburn sphere where like Peyton Thorn stats when you when he had a 150 yard rusher in a game. It's crazy. It's crazy yes. how much different that is, and I think that's going to happen a lot this season at Auburn.
0: And like to bring it back to Peyton Thorn, like the drop off from Kenneth Walker to the run game we had last year, I, it was like going from a Maserati to your 1990 Camry that only has three wheels on. it. Like it was, we were atrocious in the run game last year, and that also reflected in the pass game because two years ago in that 11 win season, I Peyton Thorne was making a killing in the play action game, and sure. of course. Like it'd be ridiculous not to just point to Kenneth Walker being a massive reason for that. But if you have some semblance of a good run game, I think it's going to bring a lot of comfort to Peyton Thorne because last year, I think when he turned around to hand the ball, I think he knew that this is not Kenneth Walker at all, actually. And oh boy, I need to do a lot more. So I think he's forcing a lot more in the past game because two years ago, I always lauded him for just how smart he was with the football, never threw it into trouble, was always just so cerebral and last year, we saw him stray a little bit away from that, and I I don't wonder. It really just seemed to be that, well, okay, he knew that. He kind of had to do way more than he could, and that's how we got in some trouble here and there last year. So if it's a good run game, I, that's going to bring comfort to Peyton Thorne and your fan base, hopefully.
1: Matt, I want to ask you in just a second, what it, like, why Michigan State did this certain thing that didn't really make sense, especially after what you just said. I want to touch on that in just a moment. Right here. Sure. On locked up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply, need to hire. you need indeed Auburn. want well, I encourage you to join the locked on Auburn discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Matt, it seemed like Michigan state consistently ran the ball on first and 10 and then like second and eight. I mean, every game I watched from last season, that seemed to be a consistent theme. And then, I mean, we've seen this at Auburn over the past decade yeah, where it's like, right. all right, it's third and eight again. Like, you know, and everybody wants to jump on a quarterback and all of a sudden it's like, well, we're not really helping him out here. It seemed like a similar thing. So everybody's kind of looking at Thorne's numbers because he dropped like, I think it was like 600 yards from 2021 to 2022 as far as passing goes. His completion mm-hmm. percentage went up 2%. Yeah, right. But I don't think he was like a worse quarterback, Matt. Like, I don't think he regressed from 21 to 22. I just think like Michigan State had no business from a play calling standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, whatever it may be, as far as putting them in a situation to succeed. So why do you think they ran it on early down so much?
0: (laughs) Can I just say, I don't know? Because, sure. Like, no, like, that's why, like yeah. you, you can't see it in the side of this room, but there is a dent in the drywall, and that is for me banging my head so many times. Because, uh, look, the, the play called very hit and miss. There were some really good games for offensive coordinator Jay Johnson last year. There are also uh, even more games where it's like, we do know Kenneth Walker is is not here anymore. Like, I just want to make sure we all know this, because, yeah, man... Um, when when an idiot like me can just point out what you're going to do every first down, like what mm-hmm. do you think the professional defensive coordinators are going to do? Like they they know what's coming, in. it was just all too predictable last year, and not predictable with the good run game because it's one thing where you can hand the ball to Kenneth Walker and he's going to get six yards no matter who knows if the ball's being ran. And last year where there was a lot of issues here, so right, yeah, it's. It, Behind the eight ball is, is one way to put it. Um, The second and eight ball, if you want to um, use that pun. But, yeah, it's – Nice. That, that needs to get better this year too, man.
1: The <laughs> second and eight ball. Well done. Yeah,
0: you like that? Yeah, well thank you. Well done, that. Matt. That was yeah. so subtle. Yeah. I want
1: to make sure people caught that. Well He's done. trying to be as good
0: as you, man. You know? That, that's, that's, no, that's you're,
1: you're to way to past do. that. You're <laughs> way past that. All right, so I guess the big question, and I talked to to Jay Stevens, host of Locked on Buckeyes, about yeah. this yesterday because we were talking about one of the receivers that we added. Can he win? Can Peyton Thorne win in the SEC?
0: Iron Ball's at home for you guys, right? I mean, that, that helps. Yeah. No, I yes, I think so because and, and here is where I net out with, with Peyton Thorne. And there are so many people that are gonna take what I hear and think that I'm insulting him. But if he could just be that game manager, because that GM word like is is almost offensive to a lot of people. But no, really, like that is a compliment sometimes. Sometimes all you have to be is a game manager kind of sort of was one two years ago and it seemed to work out great but yeah if he could just go back to the old Peyton where you know he isn't getting skittish out of the pocket way too quickly you know and I think a fresh face of new offensive linemen could possibly help that I think we had some trust issues last year between Peyton and the offensive line and if he can just go back to the cerebral all right it's second and eight I'm not going to throw the ball into a double team right now we're going to live to see another day here I, I I think he can now what is the threshold for winning down there, though? Are we talking like eight and four? Are we talking eleven and one? Like what? It's 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 how much it? I, think it, how, I, how I mean, this
1: this this is uh this is a rebuild situation, right? I mean, you just hired Figures. a new head coach. Okay. You know, Brian right. Harson left this roster in shambles. Auburn's pretty much flipped the entire offense, right? Um, Do you know with transfers or you know kind of guys that are growing up a little bit? So yeah, I, I think eight and four. I think most Auburn fans would be happy with an eight and four season right now. I, I can
0: see that. I really can because also like I, I do think Peyton Thorne is a pretty headstrong kid. Now, whether this was all just window dressing, but like yeah. he is the son of a coach. He he knocked down every single cliche and also like in every press conference in the midst of a terrible season last year, took blame for everything, never really pawned anything off on anyone else. So I think he is a headstrong person, which correct me if I'm wrong here might be a little important if you're a quarterback of an SEC team. So um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it is there. He just needs a good supporting cast and by, you know, the, the remodel of the offense, the, the roster for you guys. It seems like it, the bones are in place there for, for old Payton.
1: Yeah. How much of his success was receivers? I mean, you guys had a guy that was drafted high recently. Then obviously Keon mm-hmm. Coleman, um, which I imagine that was a tough weekend for you.
0: And, and I apologize. Not, not, not the best. Oh no, it's it's okay. It's just why I haven't slept in, in two weeks. It's fine. Um you, you still look
1: great. You still look great. Yeah, but, thanks.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Uh his hours mean, of makeup before this. Um
1: <laughs> But uh, I mean a lot of a lot of his throws, Thorne's throws to Coleman, specifically yeah. I watched more of last year than 2021. Sure. But it seemed like more of his throws, like Coleman still like wasn't getting separation. Like it was still Correct. a all placement thing, and then you know, he wanted the you know, the high pointing the football and all of that. But to me, I mean, he's coming into a situation where, like, I, I think Auburn's receivers need some help. Okay. Right? And the fact of, like, he was able to throw to guys, even his best guy, when he wasn't able to create separation is a good thing.
0: And that was going to be the interesting litmus test for this year for Michigan State because it wasn't just Keon Coleman. It was also Jaden Reed who just got picked in the second round by the Packers. And this will be Michigan State's fans 9,000th time hearing this. But Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed, they went to high school together. So they had some pretty good built-in chemistry beforehand, which, you know, just the, the talent of both players by itself, pretty solid. But when they had that chemistry, like there were a lot of times last year where it's like, all right, third and nine. Effort here comes a grenade. Uh, Jaden's gonna be down there somewhere, and then like that offense actually worked a, a, a good deal. Worked two years ago as well when there were some big throws yeah. that had to be made. So that was gonna be the interesting part. Should he have still been at Michigan State? Is all right. How is he gonna do without old pal Jaden Reed? So it, that is gonna be. Uh, well, now a litmus test that is going to play out in Auburn is like, all right, how is he going to do with a new room of receivers? Like, was it really just Jaden Reed that was carrying a lot of the magic or was that kind of overblown from our point of view? So I yeah, stay tuned to find out uh, how important receivers are going to be here for him.
1: Yeah, because like I don't think they have a second round draft pick that will be catching passes this year. And that's helpful. It turns out. Yeah. yeah. Second round draft picks are good. I know we all overhype, you know, if you're not a first round pick, you're a bomb, but That's <laughs> right? not how it works. Second place too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Those those guys make a lot of money as well. Yeah. Um, All right. I want to circle back to something you said about how he kind of got a little skittish in the pocket at times. Yeah. I was when watching him, especially last year. I was impressed. I mean, he still did it some, Mm -hmm. but usually when he left the pocket, like there was a reason to. I was actually impressed with his pocket presence. Is that was that not a narrative up there?
0: It. depends who you ask because that that is a a highly contested debate. It's like, oh, he's got live legs. They're good. It's like, well, that is such a a razor-thin line between being smart and good with your legs, but also the other end of that is you're a little too skittish, you're throwing off balance, and these are why the throws are inaccurate, so it's – It is a razor-thin margin between the the two of them. Yeah, well,
1: I guess I'm asking you. Then if it depends on who I'm asking, I'm going to ask you. I think he bailed a little
0: early here, uh, more times than not. And I got to say, some of that was justified because there were some offensive line issues here, whether it be injury, whether it just be performance. And I think that there were some trust issues here, especially like late into last year, where you watch these games, it's like, oh, why'd why'd you escape? You had a clean pocket. Oh, this is why, because probably the eight prior games that would not have been a clean pocket. So, like, I think we're a little bit jumpy here, and I think that's an issue as well. But that's not to say that, like, you know, sometimes his legs are a strength. We saw it. I, I, I hate to keep going but Actually, no, I, I love going back because this was the happy times. Two years ago, I think he's a lot more smart. He got a lot more done with his legs in the scramble game. But, again, and that was I'll the O-line better
1: two to- years ago in your mind?
0: Not really. No, I I, I, don't, I don't I don't think there's much improvement. I th- I'll tell you what makes an O line look really good is a uh, second round running back by the name of Kenneth Walker who wins the Got Dope it. Walker Award. He makes every offensive line look good. But no, even just the the pass protection from two years ago to last year, it was it, it didn't change all, all too much. And I think that there was just trust issues. Yeah, trust issues there. If I could use that again. Sure. Got it.
1: Got yeah. it. And so, all right. So you think eight wins is possible for paying so. this season? Okay.
0: Yeah, and I just took a peek at the schedule a few days ago. I wish I had it uh, memorized at the top of my head, but like, it, it's it's nice. Like, the you non-conference those Sanford games are super in easy. Too. Yeah, yeah, but, right. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you go
1: to Cal. That's the toughest one, and I, I just yeah. don't have a whole lot of respect for where that program is right now. I mean, it's Same. on the road. It's weird. Right. It's two hours d- a different time zone. You, that that could impact it, but you get Vanderbilt yeah. on the road. So like that, you should be at five. That's five right, right there. You get the two Mississippi schools, Mississippi State and Ole Miss at home. If you split those, like you're almost there, Matt.
0: Yeah, I know. And like you do have like Georgia this year. Am I, am I or am I making that up? You do yeah, have Georgia and at home. Yep. Yeah. Okay. At home though. So like, matter. Uh, okay. I'm, um, I'm I don't know if do you're going to go as far you, as saying you'll win. Yeah. You, you, don't do <laughs> you, don't you don't have to do this.
1: Yeah. You can say maybe it's desirable
0: against like, one of those teams, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as I was gonna go. Like you probably yeah. cover against one of those two teams. So yeah, uh, that's, sure.
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, we'll see what our friends and fans will have the line at. But but yeah, I mean I, I think seven and five is at my expectation right now, but but I think yeah. if I think can if I you can kind of do something you can totally do that. You can totally uh, do that. But like we don't know what yeah. AM is. You know, you go to college station, I know. like right. That's a tricky one, you know, and it is. You know, their um their offensive coordinator hire was certainly interesting. And so we'll um we'll we'll see what that looks like. You go to Fayetteville. That's a, I mean, Auburn usually takes care of business in Fayetteville, but we'll see, we'll see what happens, yeah. you know, it's a new era yeah. of Auburn football, but I don't know. I, I think eight and four is certainly possible uh, if things click, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm kind of expecting seven and five right now. If
0: I'm pinned against the wall and forced to make a prediction, I, sure, g- give me seven and five, give me seven. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot of question marks there. Like what is going on in college station? Like, I, I don't know. There's going to be 2 million fans there rooting against you, and that's just going to be a tough environment. To that's begin true. With, so That's true, yeah, man.
1: Matt Sheehan, if folks want to check out um, anything Michigan State Spartans related, where can they find you?
0: Sheehan underscore sports locked on Spartans. And we need to get something from Auburn eventually here because I'll tell you what, like 2013, we beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game to give you the birth to the national title game. And all that we've gotten in return is you guys just pillaging our village for our quarterback and also giving us a kicker that, couldn't make a 26 yarder to go to a bowl game. Like, we, we need a bone from Auburn here eventually. So, if I you forgot could put a good, good word to the people, I haven't. So, yeah, if, if you could, uh, no, but I, I do like Auburn fans a lot. I, I really do. I'm not just pandering. and am not blowing sunshine up your butt for no good reason. Uh, you we, can we pander. I'm here. cool with
1: pandering. There's nothing wrong with pandering. That's fine.
0: That's I also fine. need to pander because we, we need something out of Auburn. So, if uh, Hugh Freeze, I know you're listening right now. Like, if you could just give us someone, like,
1: just anyone, like, it'd be just great if you could. I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do, my friend. Appreciate you. Yeah, be sure to check out Locked On Spartans (laughs) and uh, come back tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon
0: Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.